0: It's, like, more tangy than you'd expect, right? Uh, tart.
1: I would say tart. Tart would be... Right, the...
0: I don't know why I thought it to be... I guess I expected it
1: to taste like blood, and it had Didn't. more of a... Yeah, well, I guess, the... like, organ-flavored? <laughs> no, yeah. No, I, the urban legend is it tastes whatever your wife had right beforehand. So... I've always wanted to taste my own dick. <laughs>
0: Not the shuttle. Chuddle. Chuddle. This movie sounds awful. I'm sorry, guys.
2: Surprise!
0: Whoa.
2: Touching butts. Kinky. pasta.
1: Please. Oh, ain't us. <laughs> you can't say Teddy Sweet Eddie three times or else. Don't mention his name. Pasta Call. A Ouija version of the Stranger. Oh, that's fantastic. Hey! hey. Out of the Mist and Into the Fog. It's Chuddle the Pod. Hello! And welcome to a
2: brand new episode of Chuddle the Pod, where three best friends take a look at the curious world around us. And what do I mean by the curious world around us? Well, we like to take a look at some movies, music, mystery, Mm -hmm. and history, Mm -hmm. dabbling in the gruesome, ghoulish, grisly, and gnarly, and almost always touching the world of the
1: macabre. Nailed it. Those
2: beautiful voices you hear are my two lovely co-occupants of the pod that always love to join me in a little pre- segment banter you know a little <laughs> chewing the fat Ooh. a little shooting the shit or or even if i may gleaming the cube <laughs> oh, oh, i love it <laughs> just you know i, I love keep, it keep tacking things on it this this this, this intro is going to become good. like a three page like the,
1: the episode is just the intro that's going to be the new thing mm-hmm. that that's the goal
2: by the end of the podcast it's just an intro. He's
1: just he's just phasing us yeah, out. Yeah, exactly. I'm
2: slowly, <laughs> slowly phasing. phasing you guys out. <laughs> one line at a one line exactly, at a time. Exactly. Those beautiful voices you hear again chiming in. My co two co occupants. We'll jump over to Sam first this time. You can oh. follow him at Shuttle the Sam on all the places to follow someone at. Correct. Is that yeah, good? Yeah. Is that a good Twitter, enough? Twitter, Instagram, <laughs> Slasher
0: yeah we're still doing those that. three those three do it do it how you been i've been great i have just been hanging out doing my usual thing i saw jackass forever oh did you on for in on opening day and how was that uh do you like jackass yeah <laughs> then like you'd it. love it <laughs> if there you go. don't you'll not like it at all it's it's the most jackassy of the jackass like you would think that all these years later they wouldn't somehow be topping themselves, <laughs> and they did. You oh, see awesome. a lot of wieners and balls, like close-up shots. Oh,
1: good, 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 good. So yeah. if you're so if you're into close-up shots of wieners and balls, mm-hmm. 2022 has a gift. Did you to see? You. Is it in 3D? I, no, <laughs> I did see the
0: third one, and you know I saw them all. Except yeah. I realized the first one when the first one came out, I wasn't old enough to see an R movie. So I was trying to sneak in, and they actually had a ticket checker in front of that. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah. I remember when they
0: would do that. In the that. theater, so I couldn't sneak in. So then I was looking for ticket steps
2: on the ground for the... brand use those. Do you think you can never, watch it in never. 4DX? Have you ever seen a movie in 4DX? I would not no. see this fucking movie in 4DX. <laughs> let me tell you.
0: <laughs> Jack has movies
2: are i would not want to see that way oh that'd be so funny the last one i saw, I did do that once i saw that i think star wars one of the star wars in 40x that was fun for sure because oh, obviously wow. you're flying around for part of it and seats moving around shooting water in your face Sp- mm-hmm. spurts of air <laughs> coming spurching. in here and there oh it was a fun time that other voice that's uh popping in saying things here and there. It's our beautiful co-occupant ross at shuttle the ross on all the things isn't that correct
1: hey, yes it's well yeah i'm well too i'm on instagram and uh slasher eh, yeah, let them look wherever they'll find you or try to find me Pinterest. <laughs> 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 interesting maybe maybe well uh as always now and forever thank you for having me oh you're it's welcome. wonderful to be here it's good to have you good to have you how you been what's going on with you um you know what pretty boring day not a mm-hmm. whole lot going on you know cool. just really calm and centered in our house mm-hmm. right now and sure that's yeah so well, okay. i'm glad we I, covered that yeah I'm, no that's sorry. enough um, that's it
2: that's enough sam <laughs> you have something to chime in with how do you feel uh about the uh the big sporting event coming up
0: <laughs> the superb owl yeah. i
2: don't think we're allowed oh yeah you can say that i guess right i can say that <laughs>
0: eat it by the NFL. time this comes
2: out it already happened so how do you
0: feel about the wow the rams really pulled through it was really good that they made that trade for stafford it shows you know detroit who's boss am i right
2: and there you have it that is sam's take on how the super bowl went so
3: <laughs> <Perfect>.
0: <laughs> i'm Perfect. so sorry ross i didn't i, I yeah yeah you're good
2: <laughs> so yeah ross ha, ha, I'm, I'm glad you found your center uh i don't i don't yeah. feel like that's that's quite all the truth there i'm sure it's quite hectic but you're preparing it's, uh,
1: yes uh the uh my uh son is going to be born in uh guesstimating uh anywhere from like 24 hours from now to <laughs> Maybe next week, not 100 sure. Uh, we actually, halfway through this cast, might witness or auditorily, uh, a live birth. So, uh, it just, just you know, and ooh. if that happens, well, this is where it will.
0: Podcasting.
1: Yeah, well,
2: when we'll switch it over to the Patreon exclusive, because I believe we had it, uh-huh. we had oh, said that we were going to do it, yeah, yeah, I don't know yep, if we yep. got enough money to for someone to to coach the live birth. I think that was like a $500 donation. Unfortunately, didn't come
1: through. Didn't come through. It's okay. It's all right. I'll be live streaming the entire time. Yes.
2: You can still, still hop in to see that. Ladies and gentlemen. (laughs)
1: uh uh-huh. <laughs> as, as, as I'm beaten to death uh-huh. and thrown out of the hospital. No, no, we're super stoked. We are also just kind of all over the place. But it's uh sure. Yeah, sure. Super fun. I'm glad I get to, you know, uh have uh get to do this fantastic fantastic recording with you guys right beforehand too it actually this actually calm as as manic and insane as i am on this podcast um it actually centers me and calms me down immensely when i'm talking with you guys oh, so good. this is like this is my little like wah zone before uh-huh. the uh, in, in chaos
2: so thank you guys oh you're welcome you're welcome thank you That's,
0: i'm glad i could provide you with that thank you service.
2: for being here thank you for having and thank you for having me your oh, final co op. How are you? Up am it well. Thank you for asking. You can follow me at all the things, right? Yeah, why not? Find me on all the things sure. at Chuddle the Brian with a Why? Because why not? Why not? That'd be cool. Um i'm doing pretty well i've been you know working the grind every day the cool thing about my job not saying much about that but as i go I, I go to people's apartments or houses and move around a lot so i see a lot of different things and he's
1: a cat burglar i i i i said we're not saying a lot about it and now i gotta move <laughs>
2: But I see some gross see, shit too. Bunch of cockroaches. Like uh Ooh. just just
0: gross. And like So did you see something particularly gross recently?
2: Like I've been prog- I've been going to uh, a house a couple like weeks over time and it's just getting progressively worse. <laughs> That's pretty gross mm. to see. Don't yeah. don't yeah. go in the basement. <laughs> if you then,
1: haven't gone in the basement already, don't go in the uh-huh. basement.
2: There's no basement. It's it's on the second oh, or it's like on a you know, an apartment up. A lot of my work is in, like, in the city, so... So it's in apartments. Yeah, I've also yeah. gone up to, like, the 40 45th floor of, like, crazy-ass apartments overlooking Central Park, so that's really neat, too. That's cool, Wait, yeah. There's a you lot didn't, of interesting you didn't go
1: to You didn't go to the Dear David apartment, did you?
2: No, I believe that's in Brooklyn, so... Oh, okay. So I'm, I'm staying away from <sighs> that. I don't have to touch that. But I've probably been to plenty of weirdly haunted places (laughs) like (laughs) the area that i go to has like some old ass homes like it's all like really fascinating shit and it's always like i've always been curious and i was thinking about it the other day we had one of our like would you rather questions and i think it was the sleeping one or something and the one i chose was having the astral projection of being able to go anywhere Mm -hmm. and i thought that would always be cool because i was always curious as to like not it's gonna sound creepy but not in a creepy way i wouldn't want like the people to be there but to see like the interiors of like all these old apartments and shit. Is that like, oh yeah, and like yeah. want to like go
0: see the insides Ooh. of like, places you always wanted to see inside of. Exactly right, and
2: yeah. <laughs> and I kind of get to do that with this, so that's that's been pretty neat. But then there's some gross ass shit too. So I love that. It's like this. It's so weird. This just juxtaposition I can have of like going from like something like disgusting to then very like ritzy doorman. The dichotomy the, of the city. Yeah, the, baby. The dichotomy of this prison cell. <laughs> And like, (laughs) I'll, I'll like, you know, have to go into like the service entrance and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm a fucking, like, I can't be seen with the the common people or the, like I'm a servant. I have to go in this other way. It's so, well, that's
1: the best way to sneak in. I mean, exactly. I I always like service elevators and stuff. You know what I mean? Where it's like it's because it gives you that. I, I always felt it was like exclusive. Where it's like you're, you know what I mean? As a normal like Joe Blow going through a building, like you can never use the service. I mean, you could, right? But you know what I mean? Like being able to use you like, all right, I get to use this today. This
2: <laughs> I guess I should try to think of it as something more exclusive. I can't help but think of it as like
1: the the, the upper class doesn't want to see the 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 poor commoner. <laughs> oh no bro do you want know no yeah, no no you don't want to go on like a normal elevator in a building like that it's just full of old people farts the service <laughs> elevator is probably the nicer one that's where the parties. at I mean at, if you're going that's what I'm talking
2: yeah, about, exactly. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you know, in the in the movie Titanic. <laughs> that's where all the cool people are. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like when they go down like levels in the Titanic, they're all like partying in the basement. That's the service elevator. Totally, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's where everybody's actually
0: having a good time. <laughs>
1: yeah, the rager is always in the basement. Now, oh, the,
0: you'll be the first to die, but <laughs> but
1: good well, luck. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Fires are actually if there's a fire in the building, they're designed to go through the servant trees <laughs> yeah
2: yeah through all those like suck like out, like out of the building exhaust out, for, for, out those yeah. ways exactly exactly
1: <laughs> first to die but first to party exactly <laughs> yeah exactly man
2: you know who l- really lived who really lived are you really even living man are you even really I'm saying. living so yeah come come find me in partying in the service elevators <laughs> uh <laughs> <laughs> tonight, today, this morning, we are going to uh, have another twofer for you with me coming in with a little shorty creepy pasta, uh, kind of a classic-y one. I've heard about it quite a bit. I'm not sure if you gentlemen have, called Pokemon Mm. Black or sometimes Pokemon Creepy Black. Uh, We'll get into that. Creepy Black. Yeah, there's a reason for it. And then we are going to jump over to Ross after that, where we will talk about... Willie's wonderland in the magical story that is entailed with that but before all that i always forget to say follow all of us at shuttle the pod and then before all that uh quick break we're gonna do that and then be back and we're back thank you so much to our beautiful uh sponsors for saying those things about us we appreciate it uh sam was a little hurt but i thought it was uh, an honest truth that we needed to hear so thank you uh as we said before the break <laughs> i'm gonna go ahead and start us off with a creepy pasta tonight uh it's uh an older one and we'll get into like the history of it as well and, and one i've known but for now Let's go ahead and close your eyes and open your mind as we dive into the story of Pokemon Black. Mm -hmm. You might be confused if you know Pokemon at this point. I don't think you two gentlemen know like all the Pokemon games, but there is an official Pokemon Black that came out after this.
0: <laughs> okay. So it, that's why the creepy was it just red and blue or something at the time?
2: I don't know the order. No, I think there's plenty. Be- sure. A lot more. I honestly kind of stopped playing after yellow, <laughs> which was essentially just red or blue, but with Pikachu. That's that. That's mm. where I got to, and then I I, okay. I have played the newest one on the Switch because I got a Switch and I was like, okay, I'll try it oh, out. Oh, nice. And then yeah. I. I've played what Pokemon go. <laughs> so there's a mm-hmm. lot that I've missed in terms of mm-hmm. like actually how the, the, the games evolved. So oh, sure. that's why sometimes it's this, the story is now referred to as Pokemon creepy
1: black because just of, in case uh, you didn't know it was creepy to not, you know? You yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: This um, is the creepy version, not the official, <laughs> <laughs>
1: not the actual game. Can you can you imagine like being a parent or a young kid being like, oh man, what's in Poke- what's on Pokemon Black? And then just randomly looking this up and then reading this entire story, thinking <laughs> this is what the game is about. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. So let's get into it. This is how the story goes. So it was uh I was really posted. There's a few different like sources of to where and time frame, but roughly about 2010 is from what I can tell. Posted either to blogs or 4chan or typical yeah. places creepypastas went. I'm what you could call a collector of bootleg Pokemon games. Pokemon Diamond and Jade, Chaos Black, etc. It's amazing the frequency with which you can find them at pawn shops, Goodwill, flea markets, and such. They're generally fun, even if they're unplayable, which they often are. The mistranslations and poor quality make them unintentionally humorous i've been able to find most of the ones that i've played online but there's ones that i haven't seen any mention of i bought it at a flea market about five years ago so this would place it at about 2005 is when he's claiming to buy a cartridge which is a bootleg version of a pokemon game at a flea market And I don't know if at the time, I mean, I assume they existed. Like you said, he kind of played them online. So there was obviously mods and stuff people have made to the games. I'm sure Sam has no idea, but this is a big thing that like you can do, (laughs) not obviously, with video games, mod them, change things around. And especially with Mm -hmm. something like the older Pokemon, the 8-bit, 16-bit, all that kind of stuff is...
0: Cartridge
2: games, a little bit easier to recreate. I know there's this whole other world where people are still making and putting games onto like cartridge type things that you can play in like Nintendos and and all That's old cartridges. Today. Yeah, yeah. People are. I I, yeah. I know there's like this whole like little kind of community that does that mm-hmm. and puts them and is able to make them and kind of do stuff like that. That's fun, right? It's neat. <laughs> little Good little. Yeah, exactly. A little hobby to the retro. So he says, here's a picture of the cartridge in case anyone recognizes it. Unfortunately, when I moved two years ago, I lost the game, so I can't provide you with screen caps. Sorry. So I showed you uh, the picture. It looks kind of just like a Game Boy cartridge blacked out. It just says Pokemon on it and just like like gray. Yeah. Black and gray. Very, very drab and dreary looking. Does monolithic it? in a yeah. Weird way <laughs> <laughs> right? yeah right <laughs> and so that's his way to say like i can't provide any screen caps to the game and show you what the game actually looked like but here's my account of it the game started with the familiar nidorino and gengar intro of red and blue version however the press start screen had been altered red was there but the pokemon did not cycle through it also said black version under the pokemon logo now i know i just Mm. threw a lot of different names and things at you sam so basically it kind of all looks the same as like you would with uh red or blue version as you said
0: the standard version when you
2: first Mm -hmm. do red red is the name i believe of the protagonist in the in the games (laughs) Mm. um without like because otherwise you can name them yourself okay so it's already starting out he's saying a little bit weird but for the most part it's kind of normal and then it says black version
0: he knows it's a modified game, though, right? Yes, yes this exactly. Sort of kinked thing. With this he loves thing. it.
2: He's like, "Ooh, gotcha one."
0: Yeah. Oh, a new one. <laughs> oh.
2: Upon selecting new game, the game started the Professor Oak speech, and it quickly became evident that the game was essentially Pokemon Red version. After selecting your starter, if you looked at your Pokemon, you had, in addition to Bulbasaur, Charmander, and Squirtle, another Pokemon, Ghost. So this isn't normal. It would normally just be Bulbasaur, Charmander, or Squirtle that you choose from. Yeah. The Pokemon was level one. It had the sprite of the ghosts that are encountered in Lavender Town before obtaining the Slifscope. It had one attack. Curse. I know that there is a real move named Curse, but the attack did not exist in Generation 1, so it appears it was hacked in. Defending Pokemon were unable to attack Ghost. It would only say they were too scared to move. When the move curse was used in battle, the screen would cut to black. The cry of the defending Pokemon would be heard, but it was distorted, played at a much lower pitch than normal. The battle screen would then reappear and the defending Pokemon would be gone. If used in a battle against a trainer, when the Pokeballs representing their Pokemon would appear in the corner, they would have one fewer Pokeball. The implication was that the Pokemon died. And that's just not a thing that happens in Pokemon, so this is already yeah. a much less. Okay. Uh-huh. Brim. Mm-hmm. What's even stranger is that after defeating a trainer and seeing Red receive $200 for winning, the battle commands would appear again. If you selected run, the battle would end as it normally does. You could also select Curse. If you did, upon returning to the overworld, the trainer's sprite would be gone. After leaving and re-entering the area, the spot where the trainer had been would be replaced with a tombstone like the one in Lavender Town. Ooh. The move Curse was not usable in all instances. It would fail against ghost Pokemon. It would also fail if it was used against trainers that you would have to face again, such as your rival or Giovanni. It was usable in your final battle against them, however. So, Hmm. this presuming curse that just like kills people or Pokemon, and you just running around murdering everyone. (laughs) If you choose to use it, yeah, and you can't use it until like your final battle with these guys, and then you can just curse the hell out of them. I figured this was the gimmick of the game, allowing you to use the previously uncapturable ghosts. And because Curse made the game so easy, I essentially used it throughout the whole adventure. The game changed quite a bit after defeating the Elite Four. After viewing the Hall of Fame, which consisted of ghosts and a couple of Pokemon I used for HMs, the screen cut to black. A box appeared with the words, Many years later, it then cut to Lavender Town. An old man was standing, looking at tombstones. You then realized this man was your character. The man moved only at half of your normal walking speed. You no longer had any Pokemon with you, not even Ghost, who up to this point had been impossible to remove from your party through depositing it in the PC. So like you couldn't even get rid of him at all. Oh Yeah, right. The overworld was entirely empty. There were no people at all. There were still the tombstones of the trainers that you used Cursed On, however. <laughs> you could pretty much go anywhere in the overworld at this point, though your movement was limited by the fact that you had no Pokemon to use HMs. Uh that's basically a way that you can like yeah. kind of faster travel with Pokemon, is yeah. what he's talking about. Okay. Certain Pokemon allow you to do things better quicker fly swim Mm -hmm. all that kind of nonsense all that pokemon nonsense (laughs) and regardless of where you went the music of lavender town continued on an infinite loop after wandering for a while i found that if you go through diglett's cave one of the cuttable bushes that normally blocks the path on the other side is no longer there allowing you to advance and return to pallet town Upon entering your house and going to the exact tile where you start the game, the screen would cut to black. Then a sprite of a Caterpie appeared. It was then replaced by a Weedle and then a Pidgey. I Hmm. soon realized, as the Pokemon progressed from Rattata to Blastoise, that these were all of the Pokemon I had used Curse on. After the end of my rival's team, a youngster appeared, and then a bug catcher. These were the trainers I had cursed. Throughout the sequence, the Lavender Town music was playing, but it was slowly decreasing in pitch. By the time your rival appeared on screen, it was little more than a demonic rumble. A few moments later, the battle screen suddenly appeared. Your trainer's sprite was now that of an old man, the same one as the one who teaches you how to catch Pokemon in Viridian City. Ghost appeared on the other side, along with the words, Ghost wants to fight. You couldn't use items, and you had no Pokemon. If you tried to run, you couldn't escape. The only option was fight. Using fight would immediately cause you to use struggle, which didn't affect Ghost, but did chip off a bit of your own HP. When it was Ghost's turn to attack, it would simply say, there's an ellipsis. Eventually, when your HP reached a critical point, Ghost would finally use Curse. The screen cut to black a final time. Regardless of the buttons you pressed, you are permanently stuck in this black screen. At this point, the only thing you could do was turn the Game Boy off. When you played again, new game was the only option. The game had erased the file. I played through this hacked game many, many times, and every time the game ended with this sequence several times, I didn't use Ghost at all, though he was impossible to remove from the party. In these cases, it did not show any Pokemon or trainers and simply cut to the climatic battle with Ghost. I'm not sure what the motives were behind the creator of this hack. It wasn't widely distributed, so it was presumably not for monetary gain. It was very well done for a bootleg. It seems he was trying to convey a message, though it seems I am the sole receiver of this message. I'm not entirely sure what it was. The inevitability of death? The pointlessness of it? Perhaps he was simply trying to morbidly inject death and darkness into a children's game. Regardless, this Uh children's game has made me think, and it has made me cry. (laughs) Author unknown. unknown.
1: (laughs) Wow! Uh, What a what an interesting hack to do. You know what I mean? Where you have um, you can. I mean, obviously the end result is the same because you have to fight ghosts. Right. But it is funny that the series of things you see before you battle ghost is everyone and every creature that you cursed or kind of fucked over in the game. Oh yeah. And which it's like a moral showing you like, wow, you really, you really screwed up. This is what you did to get where you are. Look at what you did. (laughs) And there's not a lot of video games that like give you a, um, moral repercussions of your actions in the game mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. into that extent of just like show you a laundry list of every bad thing that you've done in the game
2: right just like laying it out for you
0: the shoulders of corpses
2: uh-huh yeah i thought it was it's, uh yeah go on uh, like
0: the red dead 2 i know you get different endings based on how oh, good or your bad morality you were, right but it's still not like Here's a checklist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly.
2: Right. Yeah. So that's what's interesting about it. Did this game ever exist? Uh, probably not. I mean, it's hard to say. Maybe there was some cartridge out there that somebody made and threw into a random flea market. So. That would have been totally. awesome. It does exist now. Now that people, so now that people this story exists, it it's easy. To, exactly. So you yeah. can go out there and play it. But um, that isn't that cool
1: though. Like, if, okay, so if if this never existed Mm -hmm. before this was written, that it willed itself into existence by people who know how to hack and create those games to create it verbatim, that Mm -hmm. in and of itself is like the snake eating itself. Like, that's such a cool concept that That it didn't, it may not have existed. And then by sheer, like, the story itself Mm -hmm. put itself into existence
2: yeah i think that's what's really interesting with a lot of these video game type ones and it also can maybe it depends on how how good the person is at making a copy of the game because then like you know somebody creates this story and then what came first the video the game or the story because people can be like exactly well the game does exist look but you could obviously create that game almost so easily now to back up your story and uh it's just an that's true interest another level of the creepy pasta world where it's like it's, i think we it, should
0: find a game that all three of us liked a lot and write our own version of the game as a cool story and then hopefully people will make it and we can play it, it. <laughs> oh i
2: love that we just start like coming up with video game ideas that we want to yeah, play so that people will yeah. make yeah. creepy pastas yeah. about them oh yeah. that's Perfect. fantastic okay okay we'll get on that for sure
1: this is so much better than the macho man randy savage skyrim hack that came yes out. did you yes ever hear about oh that? my god that one was hilarious no. so
2: in skyrim sam one of the big things is that you talk to dragons and you learn how to talk to them and it's this okay. like oh roll uh, like you do like this like there's this whole thing to it and it's like shouting and okay. it like yeah. projects like the wind waves and all this stuff it's very like impactful but somebody made mm-hmm. a mod <laughs> So that every time you, your character yells and does that, it's macho man, Randy Savage <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> saying, Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> and then there's a, they had a, a, a companion thing that there's a skin that they yes. put on the dragons. Oh God. It's so, so every weird. dragon was just this disgusting Cronenberg style of macho man, Randy Savage with his tassels. Oh, yeah. Goodness, <laughs> if you amazing. want to get,
2: that's the beautiful world of video games too. Is like, and they're making it, more doable on like the consoles now but like with pcs how much you can mod video games and change so much to it there's some really Mm -hmm. funny shit out there especially with like grand theft autos that i've seen the way the people have modded Mm -hmm. the hell out of those and and putting in basically anything you want like you can make a mod so that you are iron man and flying around in iron man shit or thor or any of the marvel people I've seen like right. them change mods so that like a tidal wave and a tsunami comes in and the whole city's underwater. <laughs> like. Oh, <that's> cool. <laughs> there's, there's wild shit that you can do with games. I so, want to yeah. see a
0: rocky horror mod or a psycho gorman mod. Just psycho Ooh. gorman would be. Where awesome. you could just be Something psycho with, gorman like, a lot of cool interesting looking characters.
1: Grand Theft Auto Hunky Boys adi- Edition. <laughs> psycho Gorman
2: Hunky Boys Edition where you get to play as Psycho Gorman and just have Hunky Boys everywhere. Yes. yes. Yeah. I also think
0: a GTA with Frank and Furter as the like your main character would be awesome.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised if there was a ho- Rocky Horror mod. Uh, you could, I, mm-hmm. dude, be If so not, it's, it's it's gonna get made. It'll happen. People are making all sorts. Dude, of are doing things. it now. They're doing that'd it. Yeah, exactly. We're gonna get it. Started. And then
1: having like a Medu- like a Medusa ray, so like you can just turn everybody yeah. into stone. Yes, that'd be fun.
2: Oh, there's yeah. there's so much shit. Um There has to be, yeah. So there, yeah, there you go. That is the story of Pokemon Creepy Black for you, uh, gentlemen. One of the so many cool. video game creepypastas that exist out there.
1: Have you played this before?
2: Yeah, let us know if you have played it or if you heard of the story or if you have the cartridge. Are you Do out you there? It? Do you actually have it? We want it. Give me it. Mail it to <laughs> us. Mail it to us. We'll we'll it, we'll shout it. you out. <laughs>
0: yeah, I do kind of want a little replica of it it's a cool story
2: right you right. can probably get it made and put on one and have like I, oh I would imagine God. that you can get like a playable version now for it anyway and yeah, then probably. warn
1: your children and just scream never play that one now you can play red blue yellow <laughs> but never 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 touch <laughs> Pokemon <creepy> black, black. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> and then the child inevitably will would play it uh huh so we are going to go ahead and take one more quick break before we jump into the meat of things and really talk about our, uh, our film for this evening, Willy's Wonderland. We'll be right back. And we're back thank you so much to our kind sponsors for those lovely words of praise and encouragement and as we said before the break we are going to jump into ross's video roundup for this week's video roundup so let's go ahead and jump right into it i am stalling so that i can get us ready to talk about ross's next movie
1: well hey there buckaroos welcome for another video roundup with your pal ross
0: spoilers ahead
1: from the black mass of movies comes the animatronic esoteric assault that is 2021's Willie's Wonderland. A twisted version of Five Nights at Freddy's. It's not actually, which is very strange. Is that they also like the creators of Five Guys at Freddy's. Uh, five Guys like, at Freddy's? Freddy's. <laughs> five <laughs> Freddy's. All five Freddy's. <laughs> Wait, is that what I said? You said five guys at Freddy's. Five guys at Freddy's. <laughs> five guys at
0: Freddy's.
1: <laughs> this, is, this entire film is just set Killer in a kitchen. Burgers. As I was saying in the intro, um, a lot of people make this comparison. I'm just going to put just, just way ahead of the curve on this. When this film came out, everyone was like, oh, this is the exact plot of Five Nights at Freddy's. Mm-hmm. Which is, if you've ever played the video game, you're a night security guard at a kind of defunct uh right. kids place that has the it's almost the exact Antronics. same pretense. yeah 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 yes um this is really funny because the the creator and writer of this actually had a place in mind and this is a place right outside of Reno that he grew up around uh where the parents would drop off their kids at this one place that was kind of like a, a Chuck E. Cheese or kind of like one of these kind of right. animatronic mm-hmm. establishments um, for hours when they would be gambling in Reno without children. And then oh. they would come back oh, sure. and pick them up. So he was like, Oh, wouldn't it just be hilarious if these things came to life and just started eating kids? Funny stuff. Funny <laughs> stuff. <laughs> a, tw- a twisted version of five nights at Freddy's concept, but with one huge exception, a non-vocal and ass-kicking Nicholas Cage. Also, just to keynote this, this movie was made by Screen Media, which is a chicken noodle soup for the Soul Entertainment Company, which I thought was just oh, fucking interesting. hilarious. Interesting. It's the, wow. first thing, <laughs> it's the first thing I saw. Like It comes up and it goes, Screen Media. And then underneath it, I was like, no fucking way. I had to pause it and it said, Chicken noodle soup for the Soul Entertainment Company. I was like, no. No. What?
0: I don't know how I missed that. That's incredible. Yeah, that's wild. I, that's amazing that even it exists, let <laughs> yes. alone makes a movie like this. Yeah,
1: right? Oh my god. So, if you've never seen Willy's Wonderland, the story is of a strange, anonymous, and silent man driving through the backwoods, finds himself in a blood soaked non union job where he's tricked into a janitor gig at a now condemned children's party palace. Called Willie's Wonderland, where he's pitted against an animatronic army of evil, all while finding time to play pinball, and have his scheduled soda breaks. Oh yeah,
2: yeah. you got it. I, I I love how you know he is a man of routine. <laughs> he's, a, he's, he's a man of principle. He, he's a man of principle. He he has his scheduled breaks that he will be taking on the hour every hour, and he takes them. Yes, I like this. Like that.
1: <laughs> I. Oh my god, the breaks. I thought at a certain point weren't going to happen. And then when they do at the most inappropriate times, absolutely fell in love with it. I thought that was the fun. I have never laughed that hard, like a complete one eighty from what I'm watching. like, there's maybe two or three films that have maybe topped some of these just weird shifts. I laugh so hard during (laughs) these break scenes. So I don't know if you made the point
2: earlier and you're, I think you're starting to get at if, If this, Would you call this movie a Five Nights at Freddy's ripoff or how the creators of Five Nights at Freddy's felt about this? Um, But I will say in terms of the kind of the breaks that he's taking, it felt very much of that game of like, this is a moment in the game when like you're in the game, your night ends and you have like a safe moment or whatever. And you get to take essentially a break when you don't have these characters like trying yeah. to kill you so it it, it it the whole time i was watching this i was like i didn't necessarily feel like it was a blatant rip off of five nights at freddy's but i felt like it was a nice homage to what that is because yes. that game has spawned off so many games like it and that kind of stuff to it
1: it's surprising that there wasn't a five nights at Freddy. Game, Oh, not game. Sorry. Film to come out because of how popular the series is. And now that Willy's Wonderland is like the forerunner of that. Right. It's a really weird, bizarre bar they have to hit now if they ever decide to it's make supposed to have been in fun.
2: production i know it got either i don't know if it was necessarily fully greenlit but no there's been a five nights at freddy's movie in the makes for in a like, while kind of production hell yeah exactly yeah. so and i feel like recently it kind of got some sort of level of either gonna greenlit or start making whatever it was there was another progression to it so it just feels like i mean five nights at freddy's i think has a whole different lore to it and there's a lot more going on with like I think there's like seven official games for it. There's
1: all different kinds of weird different subplots Uh, it's not as gory like there's really not a lot of gore to the video game series because I mean it is it's scary but it's geared towards children it's all based on jump scares yes and this is not this this movie has (laughs) nothing to do with jump scares (laughs) absolutely not (laughs) (laughs) this is one of of these rare ones where the violence is coming primarily to animatronics and robots like if I in the future when robots have taken over they're going to watch this as like the truly first scary film that humans ever made because (laughs) it's just for the most part of this film it's just Nicolas Cage mercilessly beating robots to death and I love a, how, like, they made
2: the oil and all the shit that pops yes! and falls out of it feel very organic. It's,
1: or, yeah, it's very gory. It's super gory, but not in a blood way. Right. I mean, I no, mean there no, no is plenty of that. that. There is or, tons <laughs> of good blood, and there's tons of really good kills in this movie. But, yeah, the, it's it. they even made the animatronics deaths just brutal like super brutal <laughs> what's up sam <laughs> uh,
0: i <laughs> do not <laughs> feel the same way about this movie as you do man <laughs>
1: It's oh, so This is going to get so interesting. All right, okay. G-
2: all right. All right. Continue Can along, save, Ross. Yeah. yeah or or okay. unless you want to express yourself or save
1: that to
0: the end, no. whatever. Nope. No, you're going to no, save it? No. Okay, okay. Perfect. Yeah, all right. Well, I mean, I have nothing
1: to say. All right. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> okay. Cool. All right. So. I'm glad um, you guys
0: liked all this stuff.
2: <laughs> I mean, I did the whole time watching it because I know of like, you can't not watch this movie and if you know of five nights at freddy's make that comparison i haven't played the games much i've i've seen them played a few times but i'm not like heavy into the lore. but i get like the concept to it so it was fun watching a movie that i felt was based on this idea that worked very well in a video game and again how do you translate it and they did it in a
1: different more you know absurd fun think, way yes i think at a certain point like this i think the intent at least for me as a viewer it worked to a certain level was that you go into this as a horror film and then as this movie blossoms it gets so outlandish that you realize it's not making fun of itself mm-hmm. but it, it turns into this incredibly bl- bizarre bloody comedic performance that just continues to happen. You know what I mean? Like at a certain point, like you've just, you look mm-hmm. at it you and you're like, there's no, he just got a tech. Like he's just keeps on, keeps on chug a Just going keeps going on along. doing
2: it. When I saw it listed as a horror film, I i was like i do not think of this like even before then i was like i didn't think of this as going into like a horror film it's called willie's wonderland starring Nicolas cage and like once i got the premise i feel like when they like the five nights at freddy's will probably try to go more of that scary route if that movie ever exists more of like the mood atmosphere not
1: yeah the absurd yes, <laughs> yeah Oh, boy. yeah, that's mostly like jump scares, mostly super night. Like for this being done at night, it's very well lit. And I think that mm-hmm. actually plays to like the some of the comedic performance. I love the scenery. The
2: I mean, I think the set was oh, yeah. great for it. Uh, all right.
1: So let's just let's yeah. just jump. Yeah, yeah. we're already in there. Um, let's keep going. Yeah. So. All right. So the beginning of the film kind of starts off with this just beautiful kind of like creepy commercial. And they don't stay, like a lot of films that we review. They don't just stop and they don't kind of do a long gated, like super entrance scene. We get our kills almost immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh We get a couple in Willy wonderland t-shirts being hunted down by unknown entity entities, uh, as, uh, the, the, you know, the commercials playing in the background. Um, it's, <laughs> I guess the one that kind of got me we- like really weirdly also watching because I've seen this a few times now, but I didn't <laughs> notice it until I'm like writing notes. Um, the guy, okay, so there's a man and a woman, they're kind of like, they're holding hands, and they're trying to run through this beginning scene. The guy gets sucked through a hallway and around a corner. Like someone right. took like a rope around his leg and just kind of like, re- like reeled it back. It, I could have sworn the first time I saw this, something actually had, was dragging him, mm-hmm. and he literally just like got sucked, forced out of.
2: The, out of oh, you know no, when I watched it, it seemed like he just got pulled by nothing—absolutely nothing. Yeah, it could have been that nothing. one creature's tongue.
1: Oh up. yes, yes, yeah. It, it, you're actually 100 right on that. Uh, and then we kind of get a uh, uh, kind of an atmosphere of the building. So we get the lobby room where this woman kind of runs out to. She sees uh, what you're kind of now assuming is her daughter kind of crying. Mm-hmm. And then just a great, great air cannon gore shot to the television. And uh, that's and then we just jump to Nicolas Cage cruising down some back roads. <laughs> uh, <just laughs> fucking Nicolas oh, Cage in this movie is... So fucking bizarre. It's so (laughs) weird. He's just so like, oh my god! Like, it's tapping into so many different things at once. Like, you're getting one of those like Shaolin enter like, you know what I mean? Like the series where like he this guy just randomly shows up, full of Zen, and like just he's not talking. There's no talking. Oh, but there's grunting. There's grunting. There is no talking of Nicholas Cage throughout this entire I, movie. That that's my I have a love hate relationship with that. Absolutely, they okay. So they I have did theories. have a line for him. I have him. theories. They, on, okay, so they had one line okay. for him, and they were supposed to be one sentence. Uh huh. At the ass end of the movie, that's what I was but, figuring was going to happen. The longer it
2: went without him talking, I was waiting for something what was do you have what
1: it was oh absolutely believe it or not the line was come at me bro (laughs) (laughs) yeah that that would not have been good that's yeah totally no and they no, and they realized how hokey the line was because they wanted like a a, uh like an ash evil dead groovy one line if he's gonna say anything it has to be great and then they literally were like well we can't really think of anything great so he's just not gonna he's not going to say anything. Yeah.
2: Okay. I mean, whatever it's, uh, they <laughs> should have, they should have come up with something great and had him totally. say it. I have a feeling. Oh, I don't, man. I don't know. Do you know why he doesn't talk? Was that Okay. This would be, I guess, I don't know if you know, you know, Mm -hmm. getting into the making of the movie, but basically if like the people who made this movie, did they always have Nicolas Cage in mind as their main character or someone that doesn't talk as their main character? So
1: from my understanding, uh, this is this gentleman's first um, film. He had written it, but he had done a lot of stuff for theater, and then he progressed from like in theater theater stuff to kind of like a, a in in depth experience. So it would be like uh, actors in live places with weird structured narratives, and he came up with a character that didn't have any lines, and he was just kind of this like entity throughout the entire film that wouldn't necessarily talk except for mm-hmm. the "Come at me, bro" towards the end, and um, he gave the script or pitched it to a casting director the casting director put her neck on the line and gave it to nicholas cage's manager Mm -hmm. nicholas cage had the script for two days (laughs) and immediately signed on for it because he was super fucking intrigued about playing a character that didn't have any speaking roles no i feel like like he would have
2: loved the idea of this but i also he had been like i figured he's like Shit, I'll sign on to this. I don't
3: have
1: to memorize any lines, any <laughs> lines at all. I think he's, I think he's. Only, if I read the articles correctly, I think his only his only setup for this film was to change some of the animatronics because he's super into reptiles. <laughs> so um, I think I think the uh, Artie Alligator and I think uh-huh. like Tito Turtle. I think some of in like, the Chameleon. I think uh, they were all made suggestions because he was like, "Man, this is really cool." But like, what if they were like. What if there were more like reptiles? Cool.
2: <laughs> I will, uh, yeah, so of course they it. would do that. And why not? The- yeah.
1: Um, now to kind of give a little bit of a background um, since we're already kind of talking about like the, the making of this movie, um, this got green lit in October of 2019. Nicholas Cage was like, I'm totally down to do it. I will do this movie for you. He actually is a, he, produced most of the movie too because he believed so much in the script and he fought he he was like the he was like the guard dog that yelled at studios like no you need to make this fucking movie because it started getting rejected and like uh nicholas cage became like the uh the voice of trying to get this thing produced gets greenlit in october 2019 he says he can film it, but he can only film it from February to March of 2020 because of Oof. like different movies he's shooting. Uh-huh. So they're like fucking cool game on. So from October to like the beginning of the year, they did storyboards, uh, like full, like uh a script revision storyboards, building it out, built the animatronics, built the, like the, everything was completely done in an unheard of amount of time. To the T, and on top of that, he filmed the entire thing pre-pandemic. Okay. So like he had got so like like I think when the pandemic kind of like slapped was right at the end of production of this movie. Okay. I mean, uh, there are. I mean, Sam. I'm gonna probably uh, go to Sam on some of these some of the latter points. But um, so we get Nicolas Cage just cruising down some back roads, and he gets road spiked randomly, which makes no absolute sense. Um, so he grabs his trusty punch pop and watches his shadow move across the blacktop, uh, until we get an ominous tow truck, uh, done by, uh, God, what is the character? See, this is the problem I think with this movie too, is that, um, there's really no good introductions to any of the characters. So like, you don't really get like, they don't say the names a lot. Like, so Jed, is the uh, tow truck driver. But I think Jed is only said maybe like once or twice.
2: Oh, I gotcha. It didn't bother me because I can never remember characters' names.
1: So (laughs) I was totally, if if people were saying them or not, I did not notice. For this film, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. It's like the moniker. I mean, honestly, Nicolas Cage's character doesn't even have a name. They just refer to him as the janitor. Uh, Again, yeah, like i mean that's fine i figured yeah although, i mean this although is- in his car and his dog tags actually refer and are some nods to con air apparently like there's some oh, yes really? <laughs> so i don't <laughs> think he's supposed to be the guy from con air but they kind of give it like a little bit of a nod oh also if you were wondering while watching <laughs> put the bunny down uh if you were wondering um what the fuck jed has in his mouth the entire movie uh and you guessed an oversized Slim Jim, you're correct. I thought it was a cigar to begin with. No, it's literally a smoked meat oh, log that nice. this dude is good, just good, sucking good, good. on the entire film. Yeah. Not a cigar, not a cigar, just, and it's really gross. The second I realized that shit wasn't an actual cigar, I was just like, "This guy's sucking just really on a, a salty. meat log, sucking on a meat log the entire day." That's gonna be uh, that's gonna be my sound bite, isn't it? God damn it! So. So, uh, meat log, goddamn Jed. Um, man, this he's just a goober. I don't like this guy at all. I mean, you're not really supposed to like him, but I just didn't like from Jump Street. I was like, God, what is just a uh, what an off putting man. Just- <laughs> oh, I thought
2: he was fantastic as an off putting man. <laughs> I was all about this <laughs> ridiculous character. Uh, Sam I know Sam hates the movie. Oh
1: absolutely Ross and I are having a blast (laughs) Dude I have totally no I had a blast with this guy So yeah he says he can fix it so they Load the car up and they start kind of driving into Town um we now kind of jump To a uh Fucking you're we're in front Of Willie's Wonderland and uh the sheriff Picks up a girl called Liv uh Who's trying to set fire to the entire place And gets stopped Mm -hmm. and you kind of get the well it's not the impression the sheriff's like her adopted daughter or that there's a parental right. kind of kind of thing going on with this um at least i hope so because he takes her back to her house chains <laughs> her to the radiator generator uh gender yeah. uh generator and uh tells her there's like chips on the table and a piss and shit in a bucket because she's not going out tonight yep. and then just promptly yeah. leaves yeah I
2: was like, okay, that's how we're doing things in this town.
1: Totally. And you know, what's really f- weird is that I don't feel like that's the, f- that's not the first time that's happened in that trailer.
2: No, there's a bucket there for a
1: reason. There's a bucket there for a reason. So, uh, because the town doesn't have any internet and a, just a ginormous cork board of filled with missing person posters. Uh, C- Nicholas Cage can't charge the cost to his car, which is like about a thousand bucks. So, uh, Jed has this great idea that he's like, well, I know a guy and, uh, if you like some manual labor job uh, and you don't mind cleaning a little bit uh i can uh i can hook you up with it and i'll clean uh, we'll get the entire thing figured out which he weirdly agrees oh very to. agreeable
2: he's yeah he's like okay fine
1: he doesn't say anything yeah oh yeah Dude, yes
2: oh my god i think wow. that's also something i found very nice i loved about this movie was how <sighs> they re- remodeled this This not remodeled just clean the hell out of it i was like oh yeah clean that oh get that nice in oh look at it shining the way he cleaned up that pinball table
1: wait when you hire the janitor Yeah. He gets shit done. He regardless. He's going to fucking clean. Yeah. This (laughs) is a man that (laughs)
2: makes a commitment to a job and gets it done. (laughs) Right.
1: (laughs) So he gets driven to Willie's and uh, he meets Tex, the owner. Mm -hmm. Uh, He agrees to fix his car. If he spends the night and cleans the place up. So after this really very long, awkward staring contest with the cartoon Willie on the building uh, cage agrees by shaking the dude's hand and they go in and check out the joint. Oh Yeah. Uh, Oh, my God. Okay, so we go into the lobby, and we are immediately introduced to the kid-killing crew that makes up the uh, Willy's Wonderland. We have, in no order, Artie Alligator, <laughs> Cammy Chameleon,
3: mm-hmm.
1: Ozzy Ostrich, mm. Gus Gorilla, Nighty Night the Knight, Tito Turtle, <sighs> Siren Sarah, and the man himself, Willy Weasel. Mm-hmm generally off-putting, just generally off-putting the entire crew of them. And also like, it's just really funny how mismatched. Clearly there were some revisions because there's no cope. Like the, the, the animal like barrage is not copacetic. Like, I think it's really Mm -hmm. funny that like in an animal group, there's just a random fairy and a knight. And <laughs> so yeah, like, oh, yeah. No, no, no. We did I feel like it was just because of the specific art it was like, oh man, we got to do a knight because he's got a fucking sword. Like, like
2: we got to get can't. a sword in here. It can't just all be animals. Someone's got to have a sword.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. so Tex explains that the kids crawled on the animatronics or some other fucking bullshit story. So he got sued and he had to close up. So he gives uh the janitor mm mm-hmm. Mhm. A Willy shirt and uh, locks him in, but not before. And this is very important to the entire plot of the rest of the movie that he has been told distinctly to take breaks and to pace himself, which he does to the fucking letter. Exactly. This man knows how to get
2: things done. He has done a regiment, and, and he never
1: breaks that. He you never breaks break it. that. You can't break that. I it, respect dude. that. So now we've got a meddling group of kids that help live the arsonist out. Now I would go into a backstory on all of these kids, but, uh, there isn't There's one. And enough. I'm pretty certain that their entire existence was just to be killed by animatronic Satanists. Um, because yes. these, these kids have, um, z- literally zero backstory um their names are interchangeable and uh they were written and have the substance of non-playable characters in a grand theft auto game oh and i was okay with it honestly it yeah it was just kind of (laughs) like cool all right like especially kind of getting into this you're like okay so this is the body count
2: right 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 these
1: characters exist to be killed (laughs)
2: <laughs> it was it was very
1: one-dimensional
2: with all of them totally
1: and the only tidbit that you kind of get from this scene is that uh obviously they're all leaving up there to burn down willie's wonderland right um but uh she refers to nicholas cage's character is bait so it's kind of implying the fact that um, everyone in town knows what's going on, or at least has some idea of what's going on.
0: Right. Definitely.
1: So, no-name Mr. Janitor, Nicholas Cage, starts cleaning the entire place up, and uh, I can say that he does an amazing job. And there's no half-assing anything that this character does. <laughs> I, I have to go with... Bar- like, I was so... Perplexed and amused and laughing at the level of detail of cleaning, <laughs> that, dude, this, that This guy does. Like it's almost like it's beyond comedic because you're sitting there going, "Like I, I also love the." It is shitty... beyond comedic. It's unfunny. It's... <laughs>
0: wow.
1: Dude, just the montage. Oh my god, I thought the montage was like the most just hilarious. boring shit. <laughs> 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 oh my god. All right, so we also got to get the first tidbit here cuz like he starts to clean tables and every single animatronic comes life, uh, comes to life behind him and starts like looking at him. Yes, they're following uh, him. And, yeah. Yep. And then we get the beep 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 cuz it's break time and uh we get a moment of zen uh that is pop uh sorry, not pop punch. Punch pop. And uh kind of on, and kind of like leveling up in a video game every break he kind of uh cleans and c- polishes this pinball machine until mm-hmm. until well, one of the most glorious parts of the entire film I'll save that for a little later <laughs> I don't know I know what you're no. referring to oh. are
0: you, I, are you guys, yeah we're
2: on the uh, same page here or else
1: <laughs> yeah so uh yeah, dude we get our first kill and our first kill isn't isn't well not first, first kill with Nicolas Cage in the film. I'll put it that way. Because right. we kind of have like the two off-screen murders from the first, sure. uh, the first second oh, of the sure. film. But our first kill uh, is Ozzy the Ostrich, uh, yes. which a uh, little tidbit for this is that all of the Willy Wonderland animatronics were stuntmen in suits, I figured. except yeah. for Ozzy. Okay, Ozzy was a, was a puppet. It was a it was an it was a real robot. It was the it was a murderous <laughs> robot they found, and that's actually the that's why the budget was so high. He's uh he's a puppet that th- he actually had green screen guys behind like articulating okay. the head and stuff. That like makes
2: that. sense, yeah, because that'd be the really weird person to fit inside there. Super, yeah, that'd be a really <laughs> weird hand sorry position. To people that would <laughs> fit inside there for
1: calling <laughs> you weird. it's just it first, it this first apologize
0: to all those ostrich shaped people,
1: listeners. Oh, yeah, sorry about that i'm trying to be uh, inclusive <laughs> i think i think they did this scene intentionally just to prep us for the level of absurdity like you have a eight foot tall animatronic ostrich that creeps up behind you and no startled it just kind of like looks it <laughs> just looks at him and then just starts shoving him just starts like hey get like like you'd poke like get out of here hey what do you what are you doing get, get out of get out of yeah. here <laughs> <laughs> also the one-liners in this movie he says ozzy the Osprey says to him that he's going to feast on his face so they start scuffling and he's true to his word because he scrapes his face Nicholas Cage goes into full fucking rage mode the second he realizes he's been cut on the face. Yeah,
2: he did not like
1: that. He didn't like it so much that he caves Ozzy's head in with half of a mop handle <laughs> and then rips out his entire animatronic spinal cord and then dangles it like the fucking predator. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to take pride in your kill.
1: And he's completely unfazed. Then he just casually changes shirts and goes back to work by bagging Ozzy for the dumpster uh-huh. and then cleaning the fuck out of this bathroom. The bathroom montage oh my God. was yeah. just so I was like, how, how are you going to get
2: it that clean? And then he does because he is a man that Spick gets things done. Impossible. And I love... The, the the shirt change gimmick.
1: <laughs> oh, just every time he gets fucked up, he just changes the shirt, he cleans himself There's off, a goes right of back of to new work employee shirts a because you're shirt on staff tape. now. Yes, and, yeah. and then every time he gets hurt, he just duct tapes himself. So we get... <laughs> So we after a birthday song from the animatronic gang, we kind of get our second mechanical mangle of the movie and uh, that is Gus the gorilla who wrote some weird shit and blood on the window uh-huh. or not window on the mirror. And uh, he says, he's going to rip out his eyes and eat his soul. Uh, and then we get a giant gorilla peekaboo
3: mm-hmm.
1: where he's like checking the stalls. And then like the last stall, which clearly would have the ginormous fucking gorilla. Like these things are not small. So this is like a massive, furry, right. crazy thing. Yeah. Completely not there. He's just hanging from the imaginary rafters yeah, that are not, and they just, just can't somewhere. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. so uh, we, we get into like a gorilla grapple, and then Nicolas cage plunger pounds the gorilla in the face, then knocks him down, and then urinal curb stomps him to death
2: yeah he does Mm -hmm. that was i that was something special uh, right and
1: i know it's a gorilla and i know it's oil but that was so fucking gory and so well done i yeah no i
2: thought that was was definitely so fun (laughs) (laughs) oh my god so that my whole time my whole time the whole time i was thinking like he just cleaned this place so well, and now so well. this stupid gorilla is coming to in here, again. and he's going to have to do it again, because <laughs> right. he's going to do it, and he's going to get it oh, done, he's, and he's probably going to somehow repair and replace everything that's broken in there,
1: too. Uh, dude, I was going to say, he's, now he's got a mirror he has to repair. He's got to do at least drywall and tiling. Right. Like, there's a huge gaping hole <laughs> in the back behind him. Like, this... Oh, my God. So, yeah, we get the same gag of switching out the shirts, and now he's duct taping his chest... And, uh, beep, beep, it's break time. Just the idea of all of this horrendous shit happening. And the second this thing goes off, I, every break scene, I don't know why, man, it just got my giggle button. So <laughs> it just, every time this motherfucker took a break, I just lost it. I was like, of course he would just like, this is like, uh, you know, who he reminds me of is this is a double-edged sword too, uh, because I feel like this actually hinders the viewing experience for me. Is um, he's almost like the main character in One Punch. The uh, um, it's the, I'm not familiar enough okay. with it. Like One Punch is basically two power. I mean, invincible. I know the
0: character, but I've yeah watched like the first two episodes, maybe
1: totally. Um, and I think this is the beginning of one of the critiques of the movie that I have for it. like Nicholas Cage is hilarious, but he's also invincible, and by Gus the Gorilla you have a sense that he's not going to be even remotely, like, like fucked Mm -hmm. up during any of these encounters, which kind of makes a little... Like, some of these start getting a little lackluster because it's you're now just waiting for full rage mode Nicolas Cage just to rip apart animatronics than having, like, a real struggle battle. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. I was never... Yeah, I mean, I was on board for that. I always... uh... I'm at, i mean i'm at a loss for words here apparently no i i <laughs> never once thought that there was like again it was going into that ridiculous feeling i didn't think of it as a horror movie it didn't feel that way to me ever in it so i was always kind of on board with what the ridiculous steps that were taking like you can't help but feel that way now especially with like Nicholas cage thrown into the title he's become such a characterization of himself
1: exactly I think what embeds it is the ritual of like destroy like fucking mayhem and gory oily goodness switching the shirt going back to cleaning like he's not phased like the entire time like this is just another Friday night for this guy he's yeah just no, this to get character his is
2: just trying to get through life the night, do whatever yeah. he does he's just going and this is just another pit stop on that road <laughs> it's- fucking ridiculous
1: so after he's he's dumped this body uh, of uh gus the gorilla uh the kids get to Willie's and they are gasolining ready to torch the entire place mm-hmm. and then Liv makes the essentially like, hey oh bt dubs the guy's still in the building like we need to at least warn him to get him out so after a lot of um non-talking talking through the thing like they see him and he just looks at him and just says like all right fine fuck it there's also that's also a huge gripe i have with his character is that i know he doesn't talk but like everything he does inadvertently got all of these kids killed because he just didn't give a shit like he literally like even through explanations like i don't care i'm just gonna do my thing yeah
2: he does his own thing those kids were (laughs) those kids are dumb they put themselves, and that's it. They deserve to no. get most of, most of them. Yeah,
1: and then like, while the kids are, out, most of the, the gang is outside, Liv decides to climb up the building, go through the vents, uh, and try to rescue the janitor, but mm. Artie Gator kind of has different plans for her, because he, now he's in the vent, and she kind of yeah. just dumps out into um, the ever-growing smorgasbord that is this building. Like, from the outside, yeah. you don't really see, like, the scope of the building, but like, there's a room for almost every character and she decides to pitfall tumble into a fake forest or Siren Sarah's playhouse. Yeah. Which, dude, Siren Sarah is one of the, it's like Fern Gully and the Exorcist had a baby. Like, cause <laughs> sure. she's, yeah, cause she, yeah, she's like a fairy. So it's like, it's a, um, and I think they do minimal prosthetic work to her body, I mean, obviously yeah, she has a big agreed. anime head, but yeah. like, it seems like she has kind of more like um, rubber arms on and stuff like that. Uh, I just thought it looked like a person with a with a With on. a head, like a helmet on. The, it does, but
0: there's definitely like some sort of makeup or something on it to make it all look kind of smooth. Smooth of and
1: body. like uniform.
0: Um, it was d- the only character that I thought was kind of cool or creepy or anything. I, I mm-hmm. thought everything else was dumb. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's totally true. Yeah. I, like I said before, I think also the idea of Nicolas Cage's character having zero interest leaving at all um, kind of just made the kids marching to their own deaths kind of funnier because you're just like, oh, OK, all right, cool. You guys. All right. You just kind on, just f- f- single file. Everyone come in so we can get you guys killed by animatronics. Take mm-hmm. a number. Let's do this. Because like I said before, like, dude, there's no point in this movie that I felt Nicolas Cage was in danger at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's like all of these rescue attempts are just kids, kids getting killed for like zero fucking reason, um. And to, almost to prove this point exactly, the entire group is discussing this exact conversation until the building decides to just collapse and they all just fall yeah. through the roof, <laughs> conveniently into a ball pit. Okay, so they've now all crashed. Uh, this weird. they now the group splits. Although knowing the fucking what's going on inside we just have horny couple decide just to leave for no fucking reason right which- and,
2: and when he was so concerned about going in the building before of like not doing that mm-hmm. right and then he's yeah. just like well eh, we'll go off yeah let's go to the yeah. the happy let's room or home. whatever it was yeah oh my
1: <laughs> god so <laughs> Just that, that made no goddamn sense to me. And at least at this point, you kind of get like they've been flirting with this thing, but now you get kind of a breakdown of like what the fuck actually happened at Willie's Wonderland. Uh so Willie and his employees are all horrendous serial killers and they are all working at this one place and like just murdering a bunch of people and primarily in the super happy fun room
3: yeah which
1: is like a private showing with willy the weasel and it's just a killing floor for him and all these other employees to murder entire families
2: yeah of course gotta have a murder room if you're just right you gotta have a a serial killer family
1: has to have a area in your place that doesn't serve pizza, just hot dogs. I don't. I I think that was the most unnerving thing about Willy's Wonderland is that every advertisement is just games and hot dogs. Like it's <laughs> I not <didn't> a notice. <laughs> that one was just like ew. What? So between, I also like the fact they bring this up multiple times because of the smell of the building. Mm -hmm. And for other reasons of disappearances, uh, the cops actually eventually show up, and wouldn't you goddamn know it, they pulled a child's play and ritualistically performed a satanic suicide ritual, which transferred all of their souls into the animatronics.
2: You gotta... What else, where you else got to. I, I, mean, if
1: you're, I mean, if you're surrounded by cops, you might as well, you know, just do the dagger <laughs> and then just kind of jump into the next, the most mobile inanimate object. So yeah. ten years later, they reopen and those pesky robots that just keep on killing. So um, they fucking close after ten years and uh, they convince the town to feed them so they won't leave the building and kill anyone. And, yeah, yeah uh, they
2: start leaving the building to kill people in town because they just got that blood thirst in them. So then the town makes a deal with Willie yes. that, you know, we'll... We'll bring you a sacrifice. Leave us alone. Very much in like line with you know we are yes. still here.
1: And we are still here. I literally was like, this is just the animatronic version yeah. of we are still here, I was, and like, the, whole the parallels on it. <laughs> <laughs> just going just going back and forth. You know, what I mean? like I was like, this is just so fucking outlandish. And no, Brian, you said exactly to that point where. Um, now, this is a little later on, but I'll just jump to it now, is that the sheriff gives, like, like more of an elaborate backstory of what happened with the mm-hmm. this. So they, uh, the 10 years happen, and then the fucking, these animatronics are still, like, maiming and wind up actually killing a few kids. They mm-hmm. shut it down again. So the town's like, fuck this shit. We're going to just demolish the entire place. But the contractor That's, who was yeah. spent to do the demolition gets fucking gutted and his entire family. So then they were like, fuck it. All right, we won't tear it down, but like just we're going to board it up and just like not do anything with it, which leads for all of the animatronics to come out of Willy's Wonderland and murder a shit ton of people in town. So we're talking about like the ice cream store, the hardware store and the school. And past that point, they kind of just made an arrangement with the animatronics like, yeah, we'll just feed you sometimes. Right. Yeah. (laughs)
2: We'll get people just, to come in and, and, and feed you sometimes.
1: Yeah. Although I did like that montage of just the continuous, like of texts, giving the uh, shirts yeah, yeah. to all of the random all ass the people. Families. Yeah. We
2: tried totally. to pick loners and like people that wouldn't be <laughs> missed, you know, that old story when they're trying to totally. And then justify. they pick a family.
1: Yeah. <laughs> which makes like, you're like, Oh, perfect. So we get to, fucking <sighs> we get to the boning, Stage oh. in the super happy fun room because you know for the lulls like just okay yeah this should what makes sense to have just a two horny teens just banging in the mass murder room yeah through that
2: yeah that just. happened <laughs> whatever like again it's all these the
0: super happy fun room you're gonna so, have super
2: happy fun there yeah. yeah I just felt like again like these characters were meant to die it felt like we were okay so it's like <laughs> there's two different. Not like two different movies, but it's like Nicholas Cage's immortal character,
0: totally, is
2: in is. this movie with, is in the
1: teen horror movie. So it's like that's, seen through this weird perspective. That's a great way of thinking about it. Where it's like you have like it's like what if it's like Funny Games, where it's like you're so aware, like it's like that kind of like God like character if you were that to comes re- into a different genre.
2: Reframe how the movie was presented and stick solely with eliminate nick cage and stick solely with the teens going in there it would have been much more of that like creepy atmosphere maybe caring more about the characters there there'd been more development that way but it's like we had that idea but now let's make an invincible character more or less to come in and just like destroy all that and then let's like focus on him as the movie he got in the way of the teen horror movie so they're there and going to die and then he's just he's just like hang there on. to He's kind of clean up the stuff. mess
1: <laughs> totally and i would love to see this character in a bunch of different supernatural or even different like types of biological. like yeah just him yeah.
2: traveling along the road yeah
1: <laughs> oh my god totally like he just accidentally uncovers a bunch of vampires or like he goes yeah, yeah he has and, to like, fight a bunch of draculas f- draculas he, or he, like he uncovers bigfoot and has to protect bigfoot from poachers you know like something just <laughs> just ridiculous like uh, him traveling you know the totally, and just unfazed by yeah
0: i would only watch this character in a movie again if i had to watch it for the podcast (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i'd love to see a a a video
2: game made being this character traveling around i'm just trying to get more games
0: (laughs) Oh my god. You can only you're limited to going
1: places he can clean though. <laughs> Fine. So I will give credit where credits due. The It's Your Birthday Let's Kill Everyone and then the weasel song about the six little chickens yeah. was actually moderately fucked up and I do like the fact they go oops 5 and you're like wait what? And then Nighty Night gives us our first on screen human fucking murder that he impales this kid in the back. <laughs> yeah. And
2: out through his,
1: his front, front <laughs> with his uh, simu- simultaneously sword. while Nicholas Cage is getting a high score in his pinball game. Cause he's on break. So oh yeah. He's not fucking around with any of that shit. While the in the Vlad the Impaler nighty night things going on, uh, Artie Gator is uh, kind of getting his voyeur gone while watching the horny teens in the fun room and mm-hmm. kind of slowly sure getting a little closer. Um, so all of these things are happening simultaneously during this movie, uh, and we also get uh, the weird strobe room with the kid in glasses who's basically taken by Siren and Turtle uh and eaten that cat and mouse thing i thought was really fucking stupid but i did like the overhead Mm -hmm. shot of siren uh and tito kind of like gnawing at him on the mat and shit like that i thought it was pretty fucking cool
2: i mean it felt very again when i was watching this it felt very much like the vid uh, like a video game like playing these yes this level more or less because a lot of the times that would happen in five nights at freddy's is that the animatronics would almost like come up to you and not kill you right away and then like you would do stuff to to have yes, them back off? It felt like a lot of them again, trying to play a lot of homages to what Five Nights is and was, but still trying to do their own thing with it.
1: And then ultimately
2: yeah. like, so that's like it kinda it was I don't want to say hit or miss. It was just at times it could feel lackluster, especially if you don't know any of the like where it's coming oh, from.
1: Totally. Yeah. If you don't know the source material, it's kind of one of these like which is also weird where a movie that claims that it didn't rip off, not rip off, but didn't use this, this source material. It's kind of like, it uses a lot of the pretenses of the source material as its main, like backbone mm-hmm. of the film. You know what I mean? Like,
0: I don't know Five nights at Freddy's, but I don't think you should need to be familiar with a video game to like a movie.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think you had to be familiar with it to enjoy it, but that's just, yeah two different opinions on it at this point.
1: Oh, totally dude. Uh, um, so Chris, <laughs> the kid, Chris kind of makes a phone call to the sheriff, uh, who is <laughs> just, I like the fact she just fucking hangs up on him the first time. He's like, fuck you. And then he calls back and he leaves a message. He's like, no, we're all over here. Please send it. He's like, all right, uh-huh. fine. We'll fucking go. Right. Uh, Artie, the, uh, alligator, uh, malls the horny kids. So we yes. got all of that going off. Uh, but, uh, Breaks over for Mr. Nicholas Cage, where he fucking nukes Nighty Knight by beheading him with his own sword. Then tries to rescue, I guess, the horny teens by front kicking the door off of its hinges.
2: Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. He blasts that door off
3: just he blasts gets in the there and just door fucking off.
2: gets his hands on a uh, little alligator boy which i also thought of him as when he was going through the uh the vents as a uh, tunnel gator just Ooh, another tunnel gator. Uh, yes. that would be a <laughs> live action tunnel, like tunnel, a gator. tunnel we'll see you know
1: it's a well it's a vent no vent ga- i mean what would be more deadly your tunnel gators or vent gators i mean tunnel vent gators is. you can't really get around them you can't zigzag <laughs> in a vent uh, I, a, uh oh no oh <laughs> a, yeah. yeah think about that <laughs> Very I guess tunnel is the same way, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, tunnel, you might tunnel. have a little more wiggle room. Uh, so, uh, so the janitor slaps the living shit out of Artie before pulling a King Kong and ripping apart his jaws open. Yes, and then pulling his innards out of his throat. Oh, I forgot about how he slapped him first. That was hilarious. He just starts <laughs> slapping the shit out of him oh my god i this next fucking okay so chameleon now decides after chris has made this phone call to kind of like befriend him mm-hmm. and this is this pump like dude the level of trust this idiot kid has boggles my mind dumbass kid yeah just yeah like that one i was just like oh, you gotta be fucking kidding oh, me I can and help like you. not in a good way yeah
2: i can help. maybe i can help you <laughs> transcend to the next life
1: you're right and uh doesn't pay off for chris because fucking uh chameleon um does the lamest lackluster neck snapping yeah like it was what the fuck was that (laughs) i actually think i said that and while watching it i was like what the fuck was that so yeah like
2: she spits her tongue out wraps around his neck and then it's just like very like nonchalantly just like real quick Totally, Kinda. and th- yeah, and
1: then she, <laughs> and then she turns and then around, done. and then there's Liv and Nicolas Cage, and they're about to fucking kick ass. And one of the funniest moments in the movie happens for me is that his fucking alarm goes off, and he looks down at his watch, and he looks at the chameleon, that looks at her, and just hands her a knife, and just walks out of the room. Yeah, like he just completely <laughs> leaves her to her own fucking devices as he goes on his fucking lunch break. I laughed so hard when that it, he, he like walks in and like
2: that. puts his like fists up like fisticuffs he's like yeah and he's like, like ready he's to, to fist go the <laughs> and, <laughs> and then, then just the boop, boop, boop. he goes all right and it's I'm like out. you can see the struggle just uh do uh but i gotta go on my, my break He is a man of principle and oh, needs my to get God. things so, done
1: after his quick reset fucking cage lassos the chameleon with a metal tubing and then beat strangles the chameleon. Mm-hmm and starts dragging this thing's body out of the hallway knocking over fucking Tito the turtle and the siren kicks the door open i guess he was trying to murder it outside um and then he gets a shotgun to the face cuz the sheriff's there and i do it okay also this fucking frustrated the shit out of me i get the idea of like having a a, a deal with the devil and then like what you're trying to like feed these things souls at no point did the sheriff realize that Nicolas Cage had murked, like, half right. of the animatronics at this point, so he's like, oh, like, we could probably take these dudes down if this guy did it by himself. It's just, like, up until the ass end of this movie, the fucking sheriff was infuriating. Like, I was just oh, like... Oh, yeah, she, uh,
2: she's terrible, but yeah, because cause she just keeps being, like, she's so afraid of Willie, but doesn't realize that Nick Cage has, you know, killed almost all of them already, so it's them. like... You could take on this stupid animatronic and kill it by now, but, you know.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, like, she fucking, she takes Liv out, and uh, there's also another, like, uh, county cop that's there, just as, literally, just to be there to be murdered. Uh, And they decide what would be a great idea just to fucking handcuff him and lock him back in. And uh, so he's handcuffed, and he's at the mercy of two very pissed off chameleon and siren. Mm Mm-hmm gentlemen, he fucking Fonzarelli's the jukebox and we get a head, shoulders, knees, and toes beat down.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's all he needs to kick some ass.
1: (laughs) As the father of a two and a half year old, where head, shoulders, knees, and toes is one of my daughter's favorite songs. I thought this was the best fucking thing ever. So so you
2: you called the kid in you're like, you got to watch this scene.
1: Yeah, I I literally, I showed it it to my daughter. I was like, let's get a fucking pit. Let's do this. Yeah, let's do this. (laughs) yeah yeah
2: so he goes to town head shoulders knees and toes head shoulders
1: knees and fucking toes man Um, and this didn't even have to be in the goddamn movie I don't understand why this is in here Uh, before we get that we get this weird like short heart to heart with Liv and the out of state cop before Tito the turtle who they didn't notice that a 300 pound animatronic thing was on the roof the entire time decides to just start strangling the out of state cop yes
2: yes Takes care of him. Oh
1: my God. While well, in Spanish. His entire character also speaks in Spanish with like a few different like one liners. I was
0: itching my eye. Yeah, no, oh, he had sorry. nothing I to didn't... say.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he no, he's got, yeah, this one is going to be pretty bleak, isn't it, Sam? <laughs> it's like, you boys have
2: fun.
0: <laughs> uh, well, I, I guess uh, this would be about the point where I started doing other stuff on my phone and tried to and still kind of pay attention. Pay attention? But... Yep.
1: Totally. Well, I hope you didn't miss uh, the handcuffed cage uh, kicking ass. Uh, neck.
0: I kind of did. That yeah. it was that part when I was like, "We're just done." I'm right, I'm getting, on my, I'm phone. I'm getting on my phone
1: now. <laughs> uh, yeah. He uh, neck. I thought cracks. the action.
0: I'm I'm gonna say it now because I might forget in my summary. Uh, thought pretty much all the action shots were choppy and shaky and hard to follow, and you kind of had an idea what was happening, but didn't really get to see it, and I just just kind of lame and
1: like just Just didn't do it didn't do it for you (laughs) didn't do it for you Yeah.
0: so that like that fight scene I did not I didn't think any of the fight scenes were good I thought the fight choreography and any of the attacks and all of that were like terribly done it reminds (laughs) me of the Liam Neeson hopping the fence thing from Taken 2 or whatever it is where it's just like a shaky cam with like five or six <laughs> different cuts to make it look
1: exciting
2: oh yeah yeah yeah, I, yeah it definitely was down. stylized that way I can see that <sighs>
1: totally. so after dispatching of uh, Siren Sarah with his knees um, he breaks his handcuffs like the goddamn Incredible Hulk and then fucking twist rips the head off of the chameleon yeah he's, with his he's bare done with hands. that shit yeah yeah kill that um and then uh yeah live just we go back to the car where the cop's been dragged out and it like i think they were trying to i don't they shot it weird but it's like the implication that tito the turtle is squishing him on the like he's like not clawing him he literally you have this like gurgle Mm. slush pop sound and he's just at the cop going like with both hands on his back and on his chest uh, and then another great one-liner, uh, sucks to you, Bendejo, as Liv beats Tito the Turtle within an inch of his life mm-hmm. with an unloaded shotgun and walks back to Willie's without fucking killing the child-murdering, right. satanic robot turtle what yeah, you just I mean know. I know he's saying mercy in Spanish but like you, c- and he like, doesn't
0: know that right I mean I guess he knows it's like some crazy murderous uh, animatronic but
1: oh no, no no this is Liv Liv yeah. was the one that like uh, told him about the satan like she knows well ahead of time that it's like oh no this yeah soul she this.
2: knows this thing should be dead yeah I don't know why she didn't like kill him but Well,
0: then the, the, I mean there's some uh, yeah yeah <laughs> this is fucking dumb <laughs> well actually I think another big problem I have with it is it could have been good like <laughs> I, I, there's so much all these ideas that you guys are saying um, if it had been a, a, executed in a way that I liked mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. I like it had potential and again for me the real sin of this movie was that it, i just got bored so bored
1: <laughs>
2: yeah i mean to finish it up ross yeah how to let's let's kind of wrap yeah, this movie all right up, so I guess.
1: yeah uh yeah so at this point uh cage kind of like uh cleans the oil drenched carnage and slew of bodies uh in the entire place and uh before we finish i mean dude this the tommy inspired improv this improv by the way dance, and pinball montage blew my fucking mind. (laughs) Also, uh, the hand voguing on top of the 80s song that was made for the film. That is a that is a that is an original Willy's Wonderland 1980s banger playing while he is Vogue pinballing, which is one of my favorite fucking scenes.
0: <laughs> I will say the music itself. Whenever they had original songs, I was like, "This is a, a, like I, I, I like those well enough." <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, so now he's cleaning up. He Bizcash throws the trash out, and uh, this is including all the fucking animatronics. Uh, the sheriff's fucking enraged realizing that he's literally killed everyone except for Willie. That's just mm, so irritating. Um, She fucking holds up a gunpoint, rings the dinner bell, uh, and she didn't realize that she's on the menu because the second Willie wakes up, he cuts her in half. Yeah. Cleaves her completely in half. half, And then we get... Then we get the non vocal fight of the century Uh, cage gets like super slashed and like fucked up Mm -hmm. and then thrown into a ball pit. And then to kind of mirror the, the, the mud scene from predator, he kind of just like gets slowly back up and he grabs his sodas in a big old knapsack and then his mop handle that he tied together and he's fucking juiced Uh, (laughs) round two with Willie and he fucking lays the beating down with sheer will Stick and soda powder. He fucking. Soda powder. Uh, <laughs> power. Soda powder. Soda pop. Soda power. Uh, the power of punch pop. Uh, he fucking destroys Willie. Um, or should I say, he beats Willie until he goes limp? <laughs> ah! <laughs> yes. Yes. Perfect. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> 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 and then he rips his fucking head off. All right. All right. So to wrap this entire goddamn insane fucking movie up, uh morning hits and per his word uh Je- uh Jed and Tech show up with the car and would you know it uh like uh evil <sighs> Jesus Christ. This, all this made me think of fucking Siren Sarah wakes up from her dirty trash mm-hmm. bag. And all I'm picturing is evil from New Year's evil in the goddamn dumpster still alive. <laughs> 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 evil. Yeah. That's all I'm oh, picturing. Oh, my God. So she finds Texas lighter, which he had thrown out in the, one of the beginning scenes and a bunch of gasoline. Sorry so we enter Willy's Wonderland and it is fucking immaculate it's clean waxed and ready to serve the public end of the shock and awe of Tex and Jed we have Nicolas Cage slow walking to fucking Freebird Liv walks up cage they look at each other uh and she hops into his ride and they share a pop punch and uh a punch pop and drive off into the sunset
3: mm-hmm.
1: uh, at that point fucking Tex and Jed are fucking super pumped they're talking about all the new shit because all the anatronic satanists are gone uh and uh peekaboo Sarah pops out of the back thanks them for coming and then blows them up in their own fucking car yep Um, oh, BT dubs, uh, Tito, the turtle who is still on the road, uh, screams, oh shit, because he gets fucking smashed by Nicolas Cage's car. Uh, the flip is fantastic. The sound he makes (laughs) as he's like, and, uh, yeah, that's the end. So that is the end of Willy's Wonderland. Um, the only open-ended question is because fucking Siren Sarah kind of did not blow up with the car. Like she gets like thrown- Oh, no, okay. she gets thrown back, which is okay. hilarious. So, so it's like, go. so there might be one Satanist animatronic left in this insane fucking movie. Oh,
2: perfect, so we can bring it bring it back for the sequel. So then, I think I this so. is a beautiful point to jump right into our reviews. And I want to go to Sam first. I'm very curious as to where he what he's going to do with this, and I want
0: to hear about it on his scale and everything. So, yeah, Sam, sure. sure. Well, is it rewatchable? Fuck no. I'm never going to watch this movie ever again.
1: (laughs) Oh my god. Uh,
0: So no fingers there. Is it recommendable? Absolutely not. I would never tell anyone to watch this movie. I'm, I'm real shocked that we weren't all didn't all sit down to shit on this movie tonight.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Are you, you're disappointed? In this. Yeah. He's not bad, he's just disappointed. No, I'm
0: just surprised that I'm the only one that feels this way. Let's see here. Quotable? No. I couldn't tell you a fucking line from the movie. Time to put your balls T-shirtable? on. <laughs> no. Put your balls on. I thought the character designs were kinda dumb. They like they they didn't go scary and they didn't go like cutesy scary either it was just kind of i don't know what like mm. what it was <laughs> nothing mm-hmm. in particular and uh was it a shuttle well i <laughs> thought i was gonna give it half a finger because it seemed like it might be fun to watch together and make fun of yes. but it doesn't even sound like we would do that yeah. but i can't give it a zero so it's gonna get a half a half a finger for a shuttle
1: for a shuttle. I was gonna say so so you pulled a uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Next Generation. Where it was like we could sit and watch this as a group, and both of you guys went absolutely not. We're never gonna watch this together. This <laughs> right, is not but a group adventure.
0: I I rated that higher. This is my least lowest rated <laughs> movie, and I think it's because that one at least like held my attention even though I didn't like it like this just I didn't like Nicolas Cage's character I thought it was like pointless he never talks he never does anything he just drinks fucking soda and plays this pinball and he cleans and kicks ass where's the problem (laughs) all of that it's so dumb you often talk about wanting more background for things and characters and reasons why things happened. Yes. I like, I want that from did a you movie that, that soda every break tries why to would... present
2: that though. Like, sorry to interrupt. Um, I was just thinking like, if I expected ridiculousness out of this movie in the sense that like, I wasn't going in to get any sort of, I guess, Maybe story? No, you're right. I typically do want to know more about a character, but I felt like I knew plenty about his character by knowing nothing. (laughs) I I think
0: I'm a fan of mysterious characters typically, but when one is this specific and eccentric, you want to know I think maybe because of the style of the character, I wanted to know why he was acting this way. Mm-hmm. And we didn't sure, get a sure. fucking thing. Or why the girl decided to get in the car and leave with him at the end. Or why he was cool with that. Like because they just share. They're they're just both troubled souls. Souls. They've gone through some shit. I don't know. You, you <laughs> don't
2: know that. <laughs> I don't know a lot of stuff. But, but yeah. So you're giving it. I mean, I mean half technically, a she was she was chained yeah, to a rape. I watched
0: it this morning, and there was stuff you guys were talking about that I didn't remember. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. Yeah. Then I I guess I'll go next. Um, yeah. I, on the other hand, did enjoy the film because I wasn't expecting much out of it. As soon as we mentioned that it was a Nicolas Cage film, I'm like, all right, knowing what he's done and, and can do is going to be ridiculous, especially if it's something called Willy's Wonderland. And then I knew mm-hmm. you know, it was animatronics and just having any sort of scope of it. Based on a Five Nights at Freddy's thing, I was like, okay, this is going to be ridiculous because anim- everything about it, I was just you know kind of expecting what happened out of the movie. Mm-hmm. I I didn't get bored with it. I found the fight scenes as stylized. I know they're extremely stylized to because there was probably minimal choreography to you know make something actually look good. But I thought some of it was still very fun and caught my kept my attention for it, mm-hmm. like the. Mm-hmm. Urinal stomp and like the, the bathroom. <laughs> fi- I thought I don't know. I I had fun with the movie and like I said, I there it's not flawless by any means and th- there's so many problems with it. But in terms of what I expected of it and going into it. I'd probably chop off three and a half fingers for it. I, I w- I've i been like kind of toiling if going it all the way up to a four, even because of how oh much fun God, I did but... have watching it. But I'd say three and a half. I would tell That's... people I would recommend someone to watch it like in the complete <laughs> yeah. opposite sense. Because I in that way that like we thought or I guess Ross thought that we would all have a good time sitting down and watching a movie. <laughs> and yes, like I, I think it is, it is a little bit more ridiculous and fun. If you know that going into it. Well, I, my
0: expectations were it's a Nicholas Cage movie with animatronics killing people and to be ridiculous and fun. And I just don't think it delivered it. Right. In any way to my expectations. And I think a lot of that was just stylistic
1: choices.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So no, yeah, totally
2: three and a half for me, Ross
1: yeah um you literally took the score out of my mouth uh mine's a three5 man uh this is um there are some really really fun aspects of this movie. I have my only solid gripes and it's I mean honestly I love the janitor character in this film because it is so outlandish and it is so stylized and so bizarre in a bizarre film like this. It's insane that like you could have a character stand out that much in a movie about animatronic children's performers murdering people.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I think that is just like above and beyond amazing. My huge gripe with the movie um, is the body count in a weird way. <laughs> of because so. like. Yeah. the yeah, not yeah, enough gore. Right. Not enough
0: kills. <laughs>
1: no, 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 no. Okay, so I like the amount of gore is fine. It's like the animatronics were kind of interesting, but I would have loved. There's so many shots of dead bodies, and there's a, a numerous off-screen kills that I feel could have been done. Reading the backstory about this, literally was shot and done in 30 days, and they had like three months. I think maybe three months to prepare this movie makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. but there are certain aspects of this where i'm like man they could have gone gorier or like man why didn't they like, i mean like the neck snapping scene with the chameleon was just like such a weird just cannon fodder way of just killing off one of the teens when you could have done something a little more interesting or even some of the backstory See, of, i like, feel
0: like almost every death felt that way to me some of the some of the Uh, finishing moves, I guess, so to speak, for Nick Mm -hmm. Cage against the animatronics were cool. But all the kills by the animatronics, I thought all of them were super weak and lame.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so, I mean, like, that would be... And I think the non-self-awareness of, like, the Sheriff's character, like, I would have loved to have seen the pivotal shift, especially when it was just Willie left, like, Mm -hmm. not realizing this guy murked all the other... Animatronic. I don't know. There was just a few different character choices mm-hmm. that I just, just kind of stuck with me. But that being said, um, it's a fucking fun ride. And I kind of agree with you, Brian. Like this is a fun one where like I would invite people over and we could just enjoy a bizarre Nicholas Cage movie. Like, I right. feel like in the canon of his films, this fits very snugly and weirdly. <laughs> <into> <laughs> it. Uh, <laughs>
2: Sure. So there you have it. Um, it's two, three fives from Ross and I, and then Sam comes in with a point 0.5, half of a finger lobbing off into yeah. the grave for that one. So go ahead and let us know if you've seen this before and what you think. This is probably one of the most, one of the more decisive ones divisive yeah divisive divisive this not decisive divisive decisive. it's decisively divisive it's decisively divisive yes between uh, a bunch of us a bunch of us all of us here so let us know what you think and if you haven't seen it i say watch it sam says avoid it go ahead yeah. and make your own choice and, and and let us know what you let think. us know what you
0: think of willie oh did you uh the lady who plays the sheriff she's on the bus in speed when the stairs oh. get blown up she gets <laughs> run over Same actress. Same actress. BT dubs. All
2: right. So we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. And we're back. Thank you so much to our kind sponsors for the lovely words of encouragement. So here we are in our final segment where we're going to do a little Would You Rather? I'm going to start us off real easy, real quick, and smooth for you. This comes from Reddit, but the question is Would you rather hug a polar bear or a grizzly bear? (laughs)
3: <laughs>
2: both bears i'm sorry gentlemen you can only Ooh. choose one um, no, i know where i'm going with this
1: any uh i mean i am a polar bear so i probably just do another polar bear but are we talking like is it a free hug or are we like this is an animal in the wild that like do we have a better survival uh, uh, just of a free after... little hug
2: i guess free hug
1: Polar bear, every day, all day. Yeah,
2: I'm going with polar bear as well. We don't like grizzlies here, I didn't
0: think. Uh, I'm going grizzly bear, you guys. <laughs> yeah, you're going to hug a grizzly? I'm going to hug a grizzly bear, yeah. Just because really? um, I'm pretty sure polar bears are more dangerous, just less common to run into them. <laughs>
2: gotcha. Right. Well, I went ahead and clicked polar, because both Ross and I said that one, but out of 5.6... Uh, thousand votes three point uh three thousand votes for grizzly two thousand for polar so most people are going with sam and the grizzly bear for this one so ross what do you got for us tonight
1: okay um sam you're gonna love this question out of the menagerie of mechanical monsters which one of the cast of willie's wonderland do you think you could successfully take on in hand to hand combat? Like, which one of the which would you feel like you had the best survival rate?
2: Probably, probably the ostrich, maybe.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Cause he just has his beak. He doesn't really have like arms.
2: Yeah, I, maybe he could wiggle around and just, yeah, just get a hold of that neck. And snap it. Yeah. What did the turtle do? Um, Could you
1: knock
0: it on its back and then... <laughs> I mean, that's a good call, too.
1: That's also a good call. But he also had claws, too, I think. He was, yeah. He
2: just seemed, like, a little bit more beefy, like, to take on. I feel like the ostrich was mm-hmm. the most... Had the least mass to it as well.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. I feel like I would... Get, like, Gus the gorilla would murder me in a second. That thing is huge. Yeah,
0: not the gorilla,
1: for yeah, sure.
2: Yeah, no. No gorilla.
1: Yeah, not
0: the, the lady. She was the only one I thought looked kind of creepy... But she's so fast. Yeah. yeah oh she's yeah. Quick. She's and like quick.
1: crab walking up the walls and uh-huh. stuff. That was very putting. Mm-hmm. Um. I. Oh man. I. Yeah. I would probably say Ozzy. Uh. Maybe, or maybe came the, the
0: Gator. C- he seemed kind of small, right? He um, was a little smaller, but he he was a little
1: smaller. He but he had the, the big hell teeth. out of those. Yeah. He killed those horny I, teens like really fast. The horny fast.
2: teens got eaten up pretty bad, but Nick Cage just came in there and yeah. just. Yeah, I just honestly thought
1: part. probably Cammy the Chameleon too. Because I like
0: remember that one.
1: the one with the tongue, with the fake break, like if you could kind of get like uh-huh. past the tongue, because mm-hmm. it didn't shoot out super fast, you could probably get a good jump on her. She's
2: just again, it just feels so beefy. <laughs> like there's so much mass <laughs> to try to get around and do anything to either punch. That's through. true. I probably I, mean, I probably I don't fuck know. A They do take. Uh, they don't take hits pretty well, so it seems like you can get in there as soon as you can start doing some damage on them. It it escalates pretty quickly. Oh,
0: there's the knight also, right? Yeah. I ain't going
2: to fight him just because he has a sword. Yeah. That sword's huge. Yeah. Ain't messing with that. So ostrich for me. What are you guys going with? I think I'm going gator. I do Ozzy. Gator.
1: Ooh, gator. All right. Two ostriches and a gator.
2: All right. There you have it. And Sam,
0: did you have a final? Would you rather for us tonight? Would you rather have hands that were all thumbs or feet oh. that were all big toes. Like, so you'd replace all your fingers with thumbs or all your other toes with big toes. Okay, all my toes no, with big
1: toes? Toes. Toes with big toes. Because I could just wear socks and shoes. And people would be like, oh my god, wear <laughs> all those thumbs on your hands. <laughs> yeah. Sure,
0: I don't sure. want multiple <laughs> thumbs on my hands. That'd be the- I mean, you'd probably have to get special shoes made. Yeah, but it fine. would still oh. be, like, easier to... Yeah. Pull. Yeah yeah you just I get those to to the, tr-
1: the qu- <laughs> yeah what kind of shoe do you need i need a 10x wide like i need to just what do like a three instead of a 2e wide i need 10 e's on that <laughs> I need mm-hmm. just- are all
2: your oh, thumbs yeah. the same size like if yeah. you're all if your thumb, yeah they're just like so it's just all the same size that'd be like <laughs> yeah it'd be like losing <laughs> alcohol, i guess it'd be it'd so weird but cute. it seems like you would have like a i don't know strong grip strong grip right oh,
1: really good grip yeah uh
2: yeah another nonetheless i think we're all going with toes right i think yeah, so, yeah.
0: all right Win a lot of thumb wars
2: there you have it ladies and gentlemen the how do you feel what are you going with are you gonna have a bunch of big toes on your on your feet or are you gonna go all thumbs let us all know thumbs. you can um you know, do that on the internet. You can find all of us everywhere on most of the things. All of us everywhere on most of the things. That most makes of the no things. sense. But I'm trying to get somewhere. Go ahead, I'm follow gonna... us. That was good. No, I, the Pod I think you should keep that. On Instagram, Twitter, slasher maybe at some point. Uh email shuttle the at gmail.com you can reach us all there go ahead and follow ross at shuttle the ross go e- ahead and follow sam at shuttle the sam go ahead and follow me at shuttle the brian with a why because why not on all the things where you can find us to follow them you know where it is by now but just in case you don't instagram hit us up there that's that's where we're yep, at that's pretty see much yeah, see you talk to you that's, that's the, the jam. jam so thank you so much for joining us in another episode and until next time We'll be waiting.
0: Big Bengals victory. Yeah. Quite a surprise, but I'm really happy for the city of Cincinnati. (laughs) All
2: right, now do another take where the other team wins.